This is Byron Lazine and Nicole White, and you are tuned into episode 189 of The Real Word. Word is up. All right, we've got a topic, a uh, opinion topic on Inman to lead off that had a lot of comments. It's a juicy to- topic. There was some back and forth. Can't wait to get into that leading off. We've got some office conversation and the biggest listing cliches in real estate as the marketeer. All right, so racket number one, listing feedback doesn't matter. So stop worrying about it, Nicole. Stop. I, wor- I know you've been up all night worrying about this. Oh, worrying about my feedback? Worrying about feedback, Always. worrying about this topic. Mm-hmm. So opinion piece written by uh, Teresa Boardman. She's been doing a lot of good writing on Inman lately. Before we get into her opinion, yes. what's your opinion? Well, it's interesting. Like as a listing agent, you're talking about as a as a listing agent. Yes. On feedback, so yes. let's pretend I'm the seller. Uh, what's your suggestion to me on? I want feedback, or I expect feedback. This is before maybe the listing. How would you explain it to me? Well, I mean, I do explain that where we won't always get feedback, but I'll do my best to get feedback. Hmm. I will say though that if I'm like highly dependent on feedback, I'll pick up the phone and call the agent and try to get something out of them—a text, a phone call. At least more. How many than, times do you try? What, what's your? Uh, um, I'll probably I, I would text and call, and if they don't call me back, I'll let the agent know, or I'll let the seller know. Like obviously, they, they're not interested if yep. I haven't gotten any feedback. Because um, again, I I'll be honest as a as a buyer's agent, I am probably one of the worst when it comes to filling out those automated imagine. sheets. Yeah, yeah. I, I rarely, unless I really feel like there was something important for them to know. But what is very interesting, again, and we'll get into this article, I am curious what your opinion is, but there are some very interesting things in here about like confidentiality and, you know, should we really be taking the buyer's agent's opinion, not the buyer's opinions, but- A lot of times you just get the buyer's agent that they're filling out on showing time, what they're in, that's well, all you're getting. One of yeah. the targets on there is how is it priced? Obviously, every buyer's agent is going to say that it's overpriced because what are they doing? Like their job. Or priced well. I mean, you could well, be not. I always you say could that be, it's over, if, if my buyer's interested in it, I'm 100% if your buyer's say interested, that it's overpriced. Sure, sure. That's part of the negotiation. I, what I'm saying is if you're not interested, a lot of times you see prices right. Somebody's not interested in that uh, property. So if, if not someone, interested. How's the price? Just right. Well, I just, I just, well, I do not interest in. I said it just doesn't suit their needs, but I don't even get into you pricing. You don't recommend it price doesn't, if they're it doesn't, not No way. Not at that point. All right. So Teresa says point. it doesn't matter how easy it is to provide feedback through technology now. What about your, what would you? you I'll, I'll give mine. Uh. So, some buyer agents are just not going to do it. You, you said that. There isn't any point in making a big deal out of it. And here's why. So. Okay, obviously technology's made it easy. You've got showing time, you've got these other showing apps where they've set the appointment, the mm-hmm. showing appointment. Obviously, as agents, we know this. We set the appointment mm-hmm. and that feedback automatically comes. A lot of times it's like before you're leaving the house, right? Oh like, my goodness, it pops up before, the or if you're late to the appointment because it's like yeah. you're running behind, you're already getting feedback things. And then you get the darn thing every single day. Every single day at the same time, it keeps popping up. Now it's just as easy for you know, buyer agents to really fill this out as it is for that feedback to automatically go to that uh, seller, mm-hmm. right? And we do that here with our team, that the feedback will automatically go back to the seller. Now, we also have a system where our listing coordinator will, because a lot of times it's not filled out. And we've, we've heard this feedback so many times where, and she points it out, it's like, hey, just have it automatically sent. And basically her thing is have it automatically sent and tell yourselves we're not going to get 
of feedback. So educate them ahead of time. And it is what it is. It is what it is. Maybe I clip that little thing in there. You know, you know what I'm talking about there? I don't. It is what it is. But you know, so you may not get the feedback, right? We take it the next step where our listening coordinator will actually go and try to, you know, get this feedback from that buyer agent. But great point is that you made, you're getting the buyer agent's feedback. You're not really often getting the true feel from the buyer. And if they're not interested, what does it really matter? Matter, If you're working price as a listing agent, you want to collect feedback potentially. Well, I think uh, but, at that point, you know, that's when you make the phone call. Hey, listen, I know you had a showing. Any feedback, you know, you can give me would be greatly helpful because, again, it's been sitting on the market for 30 days and I want to know. So, I mean, that's it, when you start tapping into your relationships with the agents and not sure. necessarily what truly the buyers think. But but sometimes <clears throat> you should have just done a better job educating them up front on the price of the market. For you sure. know, you knew the market. You can if the market shifted in three weeks or or six weeks since being on. You can show them the changes in the market. Yeah. You have the data. So well, you, it's funny though, you should just do a better job up front. Because isn't that like the, I feel like one of the main reasons, and again, we haven't seen town tours in well they talk over about that, a like, year. Like sellers will be like, I want all the agents to give feedback. Give the we In our market, the broker open tour is not a big thing. You go to like Greenwich, Connecticut or, or yeah. parts of California. The broker tour is still a big it, thing. But, it, but it, it's honestly a big thing. Usually, again, unless it's like a new listing, but typically agents are putting a house on a town tour. And I'm just talking kind of specifically maybe for our area because it has been on the market for a bit and they're looking for the feedback. They're looking for agents to go in and fill out the little info sheet mm. so that they have a little bit more ammunition to to hit them up. Here's the only value I see in a broker tour. You're talking about a town tour. Like a town, like Thursday well, afternoon. I'm talking yeah. about a Thursday afternoon tour where yeah, where there's a whole bunch of properties. Yeah, just during agents. The day. Yeah, yeah. The, the yes. only value I see in a broker open or a broker tour, whichever broker one, tour. Yep. would be extremely high priced properties where you want to get Bodies. fifty of the best luxury agents into the property, so that if boom, somebody comes in from out of town, out of country, and they're like looking for. You know, I'm looking for something 10,000 square feet. Do you think feet. 50 of the best agents are going on like a town tour? In those markets, a lot of times they are. I, I'm just talking you about know, California. Here. Yeah. No, here in our market? No. Yeah. And and I'd love in the comments, what's happening in your market with broker tours? Are they happening? If you're in a median price point market, the broker tours will always be a waste of time. Okay, it'd be a good opportunity maybe to drink. I think if you're a new if you're a new agent, I think Go it's, on a, great it's a great education to, for to you. Look at the houses, see what the but, prices are, what are yes. But value to the seller cuz we represent the client, mm-hmm. right? So let, let's focus on that for a right. minute. When you're representing the client's best interest in a medium price point, the broker tour, and we're getting a little bit off topic, the bro- off broker topic, tour but. does not make any sense. So so going back to the to the feedback here, mm-hmm. um, Teresa says technology is saving the day. Yet there are agents, agents now, who get very upset when they don't get feedback. Have you ever come across one of these agents, one of these listing agents who's yelling about well, the feedback? Well, I have agents on our team that have mentioned that other agents 
have mentioned that I I've don't been get in the feedback. business for 25 years. I've never seen How many an years? agent not, 25? you know, this is just me like, oh. you know, I've <laughs> okay. never seen an agent not give me feedback. Oh. Where is the feedback? You've had that line? Oh, people say some I've never had that line. I have stuff. had agents on the team though that said, hey, like I saw so-and-so and she mentions how you never give feedback. So can you, and, and that was their way of asking that agent for feedback. Like make sure you're not like Nicole and don't give feedback. <laughs> and that's why you have a reputation on this feedback, huh? <laughs> yes. So, uh, so she says, how useful is it to know if the buyer thinks the home is a three or a four as opposed to the other home seen that day? I mean, that's right. a great, like, th what does that even mean? Well, and she's saying that we don't even know the other homes that they did see. So again, this is all requiring a phone call in my mind, because if it is a three, as the listing agent, hey, let me know what other homes you've seen. Because if you're if you're basing it on a three, but I'm at the lower end of that price point, of course, you know, a $200,000 home, hopefully, is better than mine. It's probably yeah. bigger and it probably has that master bathroom. We owe our clients confidentiality and should probably ask permission before sharing anything that a client says about the property. So that's talking that's about the buyer, right? Like, yes. Like, hey, maybe what if the buyer says, I am giving no feedback. Teresa's point here is that they owe the seller nothing. Nothing. I agree. Yes. The seller has chosen to sell their property, right? which means marketing the home and which means accepting tours on your property if you want to get the most money. I guess you could try to sell it without having tours and without having private showings and, what, and open houses and all that, but you've taken the steps to allow showings. That buyer doesn't owe you anything just like for the seller. You get an offer that comes in under your asking price or you get an offer you don't like. You don't owe it to the buyer to negotiate, to move, to make anything work, right? You both have your positions, respect each other's positions, know that this is a business transaction and where you go with feedback a lot of times is the emotional side. Right. How Dare they not give me feedback? Well, and that's super I let them into my house. They were here for thirty-seven minutes. Right. Well, and they and the, in this article though, it does talk about that. Even it could backfire because when they do give feedback, and then that buyer does put in an offer, does yeah. it then turn the seller against that buyer, so, and they start you know peacocking? So I really like her angle, and I agree a hundred percent. The buyer doesn't owe feedback, and so you can't get blood out of a stone if the buyer agent can't get feedback. Or the buyer's not, buyer agent's not willing to give feedback because of a strategic position that they are taking. Maybe they're going to go look at other three houses. Maybe two of those three are the top choice, but they're going to come back to this one potentially as a fallback in this market. I miss out on these two offers. If this is still on the market, I may well, come back. I think, I think so at that some strategy there. Well, I think though at this point though, too, I, I will write that in if I do have a buyer that is interested, but they, but this is the beginning of their tour. I don't necessarily give feedback. I'll put in there. Hey, my buyer is really interested. Please let me know if you get any other, if you get any offers. So, so my punchline is this is an emotional, oftentimes when the seller is really passionate about feedback, this is more of the emotional side uh, and, and, and it comes down to the agent ahead of time, the listing agent, really educating. She, she says recalibrating yeah, how their they're expectation for sure about, about the process. Which is so. really the job of the listing agent from the moment they take that listing. I mean, you have to be preparing them for every like case scenario. Read the comments though. I we, haven't read them yet. We link, we link this I, up. I, I imagine that there would be a lot. That's why I was kind of excited to hop into it. We, we always link up the article. So if you're on YouTube, you'll be able to check that out. If you're on YouTube, by the way, we'd love for you to consider subscribing if you enjoy this content. Um, but Ed says it's called professional courtesy. But again, and, and Ed, I would, you know, if you can't get feedback or you're just not 
you can't get blood out of a stone. So, so I mean, what yeah. are you going to do with that? Professional courtesy might just be, hey, enjoyed the tour. <laughs> Thanks for letting Thank us you. in. Thank you for letting me in. You know, what, what does that do for your day? Yeah. Nothing. Uh, the only valid feedback from buyers is whether or not they make an offer on the property. So there's the other side from Dennis. Well, I agree. Again, if I if I haven't been able to get feedback, they clearly don't like the home. I mean, period. End of story. It doesn't matter if Shirley doesn't like it because Barbara is D- putting in an offer. Dave disagrees with the article. It helps listing agent overcome sellers that think their home is worth more. I always give feedback when I show a listing. Now, now Dave, the buyer doesn't care about the listing agent or the seller if they're moving on from the property. They're or, on a mission. Or, or that you overlisted it and you're trying yeah. to get a reduction. They're on a mission to buy themselves a home. So why would they care? Now, as the buyer agent, if you, you know, I'm the buyer agent, you're the listing agent, and I've got a great relationship with you and I want to keep that relationship. And you just say to me, hey, Byron, you know, what's the feedback? Well, my, my buyer's not willing to give feedback. Well, what's your opinion? Hey, I think you're really overpriced, Nicole. What were, how many martinis did you have with the seller when you Again, took the you listing? Again, you have to pick up the phone. Right? These are all you know, phone I may calls. Gi- I may give yeah, you, and that's a, that's a phone call or a text if we're, if, right. you know, if we know each other, you know, I may give you just my but opinion. You're not, hey, gonna, you're not gonna call me a, a, a drunk over feedback either, you know? Not, not when the seller's gonna see it. That's right, gonna, that's gonna right. be a phone conversation. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Uh, Someone had to say it. Sam says, well done. So a lot of people like the article. Some people disagree. And so a lot of good comments there. I thought it was a really active comment box. I will say, though, that it is. I I never really thought about it as the confidentiality side because it is. I mean, what your what your client, you know, if you're representing the seller or the buyer, what they are saying is is confidential. I mean, yeah. So it 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 does actually you know bring up some interesting points that um I'll ho- I'll hop on that horse and well written short piece all right moving over to realtor mag okay bracket number two co working spaces surge amid return to office uncertainty uh, so WeWork was it WeWork it's WeWork yeah it's WeWork they had one of their best quarters no not uh, month, month july july okay, july was sorry. their biggest month yeah july was their biggest month on record so you're seeing a lot of people now going out of the house and going into an office but co-working spaces specifically your take on that what do you, i think that's a little it strikes me as odd because you know co-working is with a whole bunch of a lot of people that mm-hmm. aren't all maybe on the same protocol i guess maybe the co-working space would have a certain protocol but but your take on it? Well, I guess I'm not overly surprised, to be honest. Uh, I mean, if if we are again, we're near a big city, so if individuals don't have to go to the city and they're now, you know, living in a in a yeah. in a home that's further away from the city, I think that they probably do want to get out of the house. So they're finding a local spot like a WeWork or a whatever it may be. Maybe there's even just an individual that just they want a body in their office, so they can now leave the house but not have to go to the physical office. Getting and, out of the house, and I just had that. Uh, call recently. So a New York couple, they were downtown Manhattan, lower Manhattan, and they moved uh, their business, their their home and, and they relocated their business because they work remote uh, to Connecticut to our market in, in 2020. And just this past, I think, month or, or so, he reached out asking about uh, cool office space in the area to just get out of the house. Mm-hmm. Just they got a great house, great area. But you know, it gets boring if you're going to live and you're going to and say you're a homebody. So you're, you want to stay home after work. Now you're just home all the time. Right. All the time. All home. the time. Yeah. So I, I can see that. I can see people just looking for an opportunity to get into yeah. to uh, a space. Now, in the suburbs where a lot of people have moved, you don't have a lot of great co-working space. So maybe an opportunity there for somebody to do something unique. 
uh, you know, we have s some pretty cool office space that we're sitting in, thanks to you, and mm -hmm. we have some brand new uh, office buildings are around out, us. Are we offering out a spot? No, we. No. I don't know. Maybe you never know. Hey, <laughs> any agents in there today? We got some agents in here today. Maybe we'll maybe we'll start offering a spot. You never know. Uh, Moody's, according to Moody's, says that uh, while while co working space has taken off, leasing activity in the office market has been recovering much slowly. So traditional leases, it's a lot of money and it's a long term commitment. Well, but if you're talking about an individual, space. like I right. don't necessarily want to spend twelve hundred dollars, well, right. but I have no problem spending two hundred dollars. This to is the, claim the a work desk. from home individual, right. absolutely, and maybe yeah. they can get their company to pick up, you know, a couple hundred dollars for co working, but they can't get their company to pick up. You know, five thousand dollars a month for one person, or something right. crazy. When when you factor in cam and all these other charges, office vacancy climbed to eighteen and a half percent in the second quarter, which is nearing a nineteen point seven percent record that was reached in nineteen ninety one. Again, that's Moody's Analytics. So interesting. And that revenue that was generated in July was uh two hundred and fifteen million from from WeWork. So two hundred fifteen million in July, and uh, one of the strongest desk sales months on record because they have what's called hot desks. You know, what do you think about a hot desk? I don't know what that means. It means you get up, someone else sits down, they can feel the burn Ew, from the seat no. that you just left. A hot desk. So we only get it for a few hours? I, don't yeah, I wouldn't I be able to work that way either. Hot desks. Uh, what is a hot desk? It links out to something here. A hot desk, Zoom rooms, even holograms could transfer work. That's a link out from this article. 80% uh, considering a hybrid work model where, yeah, I think people just really sharing that. That desk, you get, I think you get blocked off time, it looks like. Yeah. So, well, again, not a horrible thing. Like it's talking about if you need to do a Zoom call and you need to get out of your house because all your kids are behind you or, yeah. um, you know, you just need to be productive for a few hours. It's it's sort of like a glorified library, you know? There you go. Just someplace you go. quiet. Library. Maybe hit up your local library. Yeah. My, the town next to us just put a whole bunch of money into the library. Yeah, it looks nice. Have you been in yeah. it? No, I haven't. Hmm. Probably never go. Probably not. No. All right. Here we go. Uh, Marketeer of the week. The biggest listing cliches today. What cliches in listing copy make you cringe and shake your head? So, he shake your head. So let's yeah. go through the list and we'll say racket or not. Um, and you, you guys have heard these words. So hopefully this will help you based on our racket or not racket mm -hmm. when you write up the listing copy mm -hmm. for your next listing. All right. Okay. The word charming. I never use you like it. it. You don't I never like use it. it. All right. Charming? So we're both racket charming on that means one. small, right? Yeah. Charming yeah. is terrible. Word. Dream home. What do you think of dream home? I don't mind dream home. Yeah, I don't mind dream I home. I don't it's a great headline. Yeah. Yeah. I'm 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 a dream of home. So not a lover. racket there. Sun drenched. I don't even know what it means. Sun drenched. It sounds very wet. Sounds like you're. Yeah. So, <laughs> sounds. I don't like to be wet. Sounds like you're out on the beach on vacation. I don't know. Maybe. I don't. It's on vacation. I'm neutral on sun drenched. I don't like sun drenched. You got beachfront property. I don't know. Well, what if someone sun doesn't drenched? want the sun? I don't want to be sun. Then my floors are going to fade. Sun room, sun drenched. Know. I'm neutral. I don't you're think out sun on that. Room. Okay. So. Yeah. Uh, a rare offering and flooded by natural light. Again, you're really, it's wet. A and flooded, flooded by natural light. You don't like the word flooded. I would say flooded. I would stay away from the word flooded <laughs> in any description because sometimes people might just be scanning and they might see flood, flood and be like, oh, flood zone, flood, moving on. Flood, moving on. Yeah, yeah, I don't like that one. All right, so that's a racket. Move in ready. I don't that's mind it. That's a big it. cliche there. I don't mind it. I don't mind it. I, I feel like the broke agent needs this list. He could do a, whole, a meme for every single one. Unblemished basement ready for your imagination. Unblemished, awful. It's like a zit. It's like Total you're popping. A, it's yeah. like it's like you popped a zit. Mid-century, 
It's classic stuff. I don't think that's a cliche. I think that's just classic. If it's a mid-century build, you can use mid-century. Well, that's what they're saying. If, the, if it's the actual build instead of the aesthetic of it, because they're it's, oh, they're saying you unless can it's use architecturally it as, significant. And that's what my point is. As sometimes long as it is mid-century, yeah, I think. But that, if but if the fun. but if the furnishings are mid-century, that's not really right. You're not, you're not selling the, the furniture, yeah. So right. so unless it's architecturally significant, they're mm. saying that it would be okay. So yeah, and the other and the other use would be a racket. Yeah, stunning views. It doesn't bother me. It doesn't bother stunning me. Stunning view. What would be your other word? Are you going to synonym stunning? I synonym a lot. I highlight in synonym. Let's see. What, what would be a cinnamon for a cinnamon? Cin cinnamon? Well, what would you use besides stunning? I mean, it has freaking views. Gorgeous. Uh, gorgeous um, views. No. Bobby, geez. Bobby, Jesus. the camera going with gorgeous, gorgeous views. Wow. Yeah. And he comes up with our headlines um, for our videos. I might Rah -rah. describe the view. You know, views out to Long Island Sound or... Yeah, you know, something like that. But what if it's not infinity a water? Infinity views to long. Infinity? <laughs> what if it's not even a water view? All right, all right, you could have go. a nice, like, you could have a nice tree view. This is why I don't write our listing yeah, copy. Yeah, no, none of us do. Will not last long. Oh my God, I love that. Especially when it's been on the market for like 90 days. Like these agents didn't even go back in and yeah. remove it after it hit four. That's a stupid one. If you oh know it's gosh. not going to last long, you don't have to write it. Right. And then you got to now remember to go to And edit, change so, it because yeah. it, it did actually last long. Price to sell, one of the worst. Of all time. Well, I think it's, I think it's, I think it's mean. I think it's, it's showing that your seller, unless your, unless your seller tells you to put price to sell or motivated. Now here's one, honey, stop the car. This won't last. So same kind of thing won't last long. Descriptions in all Description caps. Description all caps are a no, big no, no. Be a professional. Um, any use of cute, quaint, cozy, or good bones. I'd agree, but maybe instead of honey, stop the car, maybe it's honey shrunk the kids this place is so huge. The ceilings are so tall. You will not believe your eyes. I like that. We gotta, we gotta put that in the suggestion box. Really, honey? I shrunk the kids. You never saw the movie. I have. I what have. What a great eye-catching headline. You, if people even know what you're talking about, I bet you you asked you know, any right. ask a twenty-year-old um, down there. No, no, I asked the high schooler last and night. And they have no idea. I asked the high school last night. I said, "You ever uh, seen?" I don't know how we got on the topic, but honey, I shrunk the kids. Oh, we were talking about uh. There used to be a Honey, I Shrunk the Kids thing in Disney. When okay. we, were, we were on Disney yeah, or whatever. really long time ago. Long, long time ago. She's like, ah, I've heard of it, I think. you know. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like I made my kids the other day watch <laughs> Ferris Bueller's Day Off. They never heard of it. Yeah. I mean, that's like epic. How about this one? Turnkey, updated. It's. I mean, it's sort of the I mean, same thing as moving ready. No, turnkey is like down in Florida. It means something. It means all the furniture is coming with it. So it's actually means something. That's mm -hmm. not a cliche. It has value. Like, hey, I want to know is there's actually a, a little checkbox in the Florida MLS. Is it turnkey or not? You know, is it furnished or not? Oh, right? uh, okay. It's so just handing over, furnished. literally you just handing furnished. over the keys. Yeah. And you get the furniture, you get the dishes, rugs, you, you get, get forks, you get everything. Turnkey. Okay. okay. Yeah. So okay. I think. I think there's value in that one. And then won't last long, will not last, same thing. Same won't thing. last right. long, will same not thing. last. Yeah. Same okay, thing. Okay. So there's the list. Uh, you can check that out if you like. Short little cliche list in Inman. Part of it's their like it's like um, what's the uh, the other one? Gleaming, gleaming hardwood floors. Yeah, gleaming. Yeah, no good. Part of their August listings. I don't like tech gleaming hardwood theme floors, month, which which we totally missed. But I guess you could go back into it and uh, check it out. So all the articles are linked up. Hope you guys enjoyed the show. If you got any value, share this with somebody. Please consider subscribing. We'll see you on the next one. See you guys. Keep it real.